There's a fresh coating of snow this morning. It's me, Cindy. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Not so much that it's going to get in the way of anybody going to wherever they have to go, although it does look like it's still snowing, so you never know. But I'm sitting at the window seat looking out at the backyard, and there are some little sparrows and a couple of cardinals at the bird feeders. There's a male cardinal, the red one, you know, sitting in the holly tree with the dark green leaves dusted with snow, which would make a fabulous photo if I could take a decent picture through these two panes of glass, which I can't. So I'll just have to take in the view and enjoy it for now, and oh, he just flew away. Well, that was nice while it lasted. Winter prompts a lot of griping, doesn't it? It's so much more complicated than in the summer when you can just run outside barefoot without a second thought to adding layers so you don't freeze to death. When I was a kid growing up in the Midwest, the land of extreme weather, unbearably hot and humid in the summer, bitter cold with biting wind all winter long, and serious snowstorms, big ones, 12, 16, 20 inches at a clip, more than enough for great sledding and to build a decent fort. And sometimes, if we were really lucky, and my brother and I were just talking about one of the huge snowstorms where the drifts would be so high, we could just dig into them for an instant fort. I loved that. School rarely closed, unless we'd been hit so hard so fast that the roads couldn't get cleared in time for the buses, and then it was the best day ever, or what they refer to as a snow day. But that was Chicago, and this is Long Island, where here, and maybe there now too, it doesn't seem to snow as often. But when it does, six to nine inches predicted, well then that'll kick off with a blizzard of red alerts from the power company and the news outlets, warnings to batten down the hatches, get your flashlights ready, and for God's sake, get to the store to buy milk and bread because who knows how long we'll be stranded in our homes. I laugh at six to nine inches, but I do buy milk because I love milk. Of course, we're all experts at stocking up now, though, right? We've had the mother of get to the store when the lockdown loomed large and landed last spring. We stripped those shelves of canned goods and pasta and caused the now legendary paper product shortage. We had two big snows in the past week or so. That last one that slammed the Northeast had enough warning we could all run out for supplies. But it was almost quaint, as we were less concerned with stockpiling toilet paper and disinfectants than we were with having enough milk for plenty of hot chocolate. I'm also mighty fond of hot chocolate. And once the storm hit, roads were shut down, trains halted, schools closed for the day, offering a real honest-to-God snow day, not just a pivot to virtual classrooms, a refreshing change for the kids. These days, every day is like a snow day for a lot of us, just not as fun. There's something magic about the idea of being home with no place to go, curling up to watch TV, like a gift from the universe. But now... How sick am I watching TV? Which is about the saddest and most unlikely statement I thought I could ever make. Lane said it best. If you're not sick of TV by now, something's got to be wrong with you. Ironically, I had no TV during that last storm because the snow covered the satellite dish. We were talking about snow and yoga this week. Susan was guiding us through some helpful poses to alleviate whatever sore back, shoulders, arms, legs that any of us might have had having done some shoveling. We did, because we had, and she said she didn't know, but hoped shoveling would burn off some of those extra calories we're all feasting on as COVID continues to drive us to seek comfort in excess snacking. Or maybe that's just me and Susan. Okay, most of us. Anyway, I found out shoveling for 30 minutes burns 215 calories for a 150-pound person. Do the math if you're on either side of that. But a cautionary statistic before you go clear a path for the mailman, more than 200,000 people get treated for snow removal injuries every year. 
When it comes to shoveling, given that I'm not normally doing any heavy lifting or not big on exerting myself to begin with, I bargain that paying somebody to shovel me out is cheaper and less painful than medical bills and hurting myself. Truth is, Moses, my neighbor, comes over with his snowblower and clears my driveway. Then I make him cookies. But since Moses is my neighbor and not yours, if we get another snowstorm before spring gets here and you opt to do your own shoveling, here are a few ways to reduce whatever risk comes with shoveling. First of all, warm up before you start. Take frequent breaks, drink plenty of water, which could help remind you about those frequent breaks. If you start early before it gets too deep and shovel every couple of hours instead of waiting until it's all done, it's going to ultimately be easier. Push the snow rather than lift it, which puts too much pressure on your back. And if it's too heavy to push it, lift a little at a time and use your legs. Squat with bent knees. Keep your back straight as you lift the snow by straightening your legs and make a conscious effort to use your abs, your core, rather than bending over forward. Or like I said, pay somebody to do it for you. Since regardless of snow, we've still got some winter to get through, maybe it's a good time to look at the bright side and come up with a list of the 10 things I like about winter. Okay, number one. It's not any colder. When I step outside and my face freezes and my eyes tear, that's what I keep repeating. It could be colder, it could be colder. And I try to be grateful for that. 20 degrees, it could be minus 20. Okay, maybe I gotta work harder at looking for the bright side. Uh, Two, unlike summer, where sometimes it can be almost impossible to get cool, you can always get warmer in the winter. Maybe it'll take so many layers that you can barely bend your arms, but there's something really cozy about being outside in the freezing temperatures and being bundled up against it. Oh, and how about climbing into bed and burrowing under a pile of blankets at night? That can be delicious. The birds, uh, that's number three, the birds. Early in the day when the bird feeders are full and I can take my coffee and look out the back window and watch the cardinals and blue jays and sparrows and starlings. And there's a red-headed woodpecker and a bunch more, I don't know. That's a very cool way to start the day. Four, uh, the morning after a big snowfall. I'm talking early before the melting has begun, before footprints, before anything, when the sun comes up and the brilliance of the white is everywhere and every branch is piled with snow, every bush, every rooftop. And it's even better if there are a few icicles sparkling. Five, snowmen. After a good snow, you can spot them around the neighborhood and on Facebook posts. And this week, I got a text from Elise who sent me photos of her snowy the snow girl with a pink bow, pink gloves, pink flip-flops, and a mouth that looks like she just ate her way through a box of chocolates. I love snow um, people. I also love hot chocolate. Let's make that number six. Because even though you could make it all year long, you don't. It's specifically a very cold day in the winter drink. And especially good after you've been out with the cold biting your face. And especially when you sprinkle a couple of marshmallows on top. Seven. Um, There have to be more things about winter. Oh, wait. Well, comfort food. Having something delicious cooking on the stove, or better yet, baking, warms up the kitchen, fills the house with wonderful aromas, and there's that tasty payoff. Casseroles and stews and muffins and cakes and cookies, and I made the best chocolate chip cookies of my entire life the other day. It was, it was payment, or well, a thank you to Moses for coming over and clearing my driveway with his snowblower. I gave him half, and I ate the other half.
which leaves me to number eight. While some of us may find we're accidentally packing on a few extra pounds, it turns out, ready, it's not a problem. It's a lifesaver. Don't think of it as fat. Think of it as insulation. All those cookies and hot chocolate and casseroles just helping your body beef up, add a couple of extra layers to help protect you from freezing to death. I love that one. (laughs) Then there's nine. Nine. Let's see. There's, um, no. Uh, Maybe I'll just make this eight things I like about winter. Eight is good, right? Maybe there aren't 10 things to like. Because winter is dark and cold, and unless you're a big fan of skiing or snowboarding, nobody really likes it at all, do they? I'm trying to rack my brain for the good in winter, and the best really I can come up with is this. My personal favorite thing about winter is it's followed by spring, which then makes spring like a reward for surviving. That could be number nine, spring. I could make a list of 20 things I like about spring, When I lived in Southern California, it was like spring all the time. And at first, that was like magic to me. But then one day, after a couple of years of living there, I walked outside and I said, what the hell season is this? And I realized it was time to head back east to Four Seasons. So while I don't love winter, I do appreciate how getting through it always feels like an accomplishment. And spring is the reward, right? So there you go. Not quite 10, but there are some things to like about winter. Now, I'm going to go get some more hot chocolate, but no more chocolate chip cookies, at least not today, because spring will eventually be here and I won't be needing all this extra insulation anymore, unless I want to work on the 10 things I like about packing on extra pounds. Plus, (laughs) I'm out of cookies. But there are plenty more episodes of the It's Me, Cindy podcast, where it's just me sharing ways to make life a little better, easier, happier. Look on the bright side. Feel free to subscribe, and thanks for listening.